Frequency Cast. Startup in progress. Hi, and welcome to Frequency Cast, show number 39, the UK's online digital TV and technology show. The show that's based on feedback from you. My name's Carl, and with me as ever is our tech guru, Pete. Hi there. Later in today's show, we'll be exploring some ways to add a few extra channels to your Freeview lineup. Here's a look at what else we're covering in today's tantalizing take on technology. BBC iPlayer goes HD plus a Tiscally update. We explain just what to do with a CAN and a CI slot. An inside broadcast where we look at home security. A quick look at Nintendo's latest gadget. And your questions on Slingbox, SMS and BT OpenZone. First off, here's Pete with the latest TV and tech news. Frequency cast. Now loading. News. Time for the headlines, and first off, HD comes to iPlayer. Users of the Beeb's web-based video-on-demand service will now find that some HD content is available, including Doctor Who, Kawiz, and soon Dragon's Den. The service makes use of adaptive bitrate technology to offer you the best possible experience for the bandwidth available. For the techies, the vital stats are 720p, 3.2 megabits per second, H.264. Next, a Tiscally update. It's been another bad month for the UK broadband service. Although recently Tiscally has stated publicly its business as normal, the firm's auditors have recently expressed fundamental uncertainties about Tiscally's future. With the Sky Takeover talks reportedly off the table, the Carphone warehouse continues to eye Tiscally as a possible extension to their TalkTalk service. In April, TalkTalk cheekily began offering a £50 switch away from Tiscally discount. Next, so long Vista. It looks like Microsoft's replacement operating system, Windows 7, will be out later this year, possibly as early as July, as a release candidate has now been made available. Apparently, Windows 7 will come with a Windows XP emulator. Next, 1 billion downloads. After being open for just 10 months, Apple's App Store has now had over 1 billion applications downloaded by iPhone and iTouch users. Top applications at the moment include Mini Golf, iTraffic, Skype, Sky Plus, Dictionary.com, and my personal favourite, the very addictive flight controller air traffic control game. Next up, Project Canvas has been in the news in April. What is Canvas? Well, it's a joint venture between the Beeb, ITV, and BT to provide on-demand TV as well as web and email access on your TV using special set-top boxes and the internet. In April, the trade body Intellect Technology Association as well as regulator Ofcom, both raised concerns about the plans for Canvas. At the heart of the concerns seem to be openness. This needs to be an open standard platform available for all to use. If it's not, Canvas could find itself subject to a competition commission review. As it stands, Project Canvas is currently planned for a 2010 launch. Next, some Freeview news. We can expect the long-awaited channel from Discovery later this month. Quest takes to the air on the 14th of May. Also in May, expect Virgin 1 to go 24 hours, and a Virgin 1 plus 1 to start from the 20th of May. Also, 5 and 5 USA are expected to change channel numbers later in May. Some radio news now. Global Radio's plans to rebrand the local identity of many stations hits the final phase on the 22nd of June, with nine more radio stations renaming to Heart. These include 2CR, Invicta and Essex FM bringing the total to 33 hearts. And finally, now April's over, we thought we'd look at some of the April Fools that were played in 2009. 
First, there was The Guardian's plans to scrap their newspapers in favour of a Twitter version. BMW had an innovative plan to save fuel by using a magnetic tow. Expedia started offering package trips to Mars. There were rumours of a Wii height. And our personal favourite, a new phone being launched by Palm. The Palm Pomegranate would have a built-in harmonica. Hmm, can't wait. Thanks, Pete. For more on these stories, take a look at the show notes for Show 39 at FrequencyCast.co.uk, where you can sign up for TV and tech news updates. And it's just coming up for 10.66. Time for focus. Absolutely right. So it is. What are we talking about today, Carl? Freeview. Specifically, over and above Freeview, let's assume everybody out there is going to go digital by 2012. A lot of you already have. A lot of you are about to. Freeview is obviously the most common way of doing it. You get yourself a nice set-top box, you plug it into TV Aerial and your telly, and you get subscription-free TV on your telly through either a digital TV that has a built-in Freeview tuner or a Freeview set-top box. But what happens if you want just a little bit more than Freeview? Don't you have to buy a bigger satellite dish or even your own satellite and launch it from the back garden? Using fireworks at around the 5th of November works for me. Yeah, so if you want lots of TV channels, you could certainly opt for Sky. Now, Sky is a very good choice. Obviously, it's the, the widest choice of channels out there, and you can get 30 channels of HD, that kind of thing. So Sky gives you the widest range of choice. You've also got Freesat, which gives you about 140 TV and radio channels. Or, of course, you've got Virgin, if you so wish. And you could also get Tiscali TV, uh, while they're still trading, that is, uh, over the telephone line. But let's assume you want to stick with a good old TV aerial and something like a Freeview box or a free service. Um, you can actually pay to get a few channels over and above your basic Freeview service. And how do you do that then? Well, there's a couple of different services worth considering. First of all, we'll talk about um, Top Up TV, shall we? That's one of your favourites, isn't it? Oh, yes. Always like a bit of nothing up Top TV. Uh, sorry, Top Up TV. Sorry, I was thinking Playboy Channel. So Top Up TV used to offer a very nice little service whereby you could get 12 extra channels for a subscription of $7.99 a month. You used to have to have a subscription card which would plug into a set-top box and let you watch certain channels. It would let you watch things like UK Gold, UK Style, UK Food, Discovery, Bloomberg, uh, Eurosport, Cartoon Network, that kind of thing. But that service stopped a while ago and was replaced by something called Top Up TV Anytime. I remember that. Yeah, we weren't fans, were we? Do you remember? Um, No, we weren't particularly were we? Why was that? Well, we covered it in depth back in show number 10. Basically, you have to buy this special set-top box, which was a Thompson DTI 6300, if memory serves. And they weren't that reliable, were they? They were not that reliable. They used to crash a lot, they used to lose programs, they used to lock up. There's been a number of software updates to make it better, and the latest release actually is a lot better. Um, but the real weird thing about Top Up TV is you don't actually get extra TV channels. What you get is extra content that's downloaded to your box overnight. So it makes use of spare space on Freeview that's not in use during the day and onto the hard disk of the Top Up TV Anytime box. Overnight, it records a stack of programs, so you get something like 100 hours of extra TV shows that you can watch on demand over the course of a week, which sounds like a fairly good idea, yeah? Yeah, it sounded like a good idea, but it wasn't your choice, was it? It was just what was available. So you get things like TV programs that you get halfway through a series, or 
a certain number of episodes but not particularly in the right order or a whole bunch of content that you're basically not interested in. So the content, although it's not actually a TV channel, it is content from TV channels. So you get things from GOLD, UK Style, Paramount Comedy, Living, Hallmark, Discovery, Sci-Fi, MTV, History, National Geographic, British Eurosport, Bloomberg, Cartoon Network, Disney and Nickelodeon. Wow, that was a mouthful. It was. So there's a lot of people out there that are top-up TV fans. The boxes are a little better now. You can also get boxes from Bush and Wharfdale as well as the Thompson boxes. Um, it's not that bad a service. We, we've, we've had our gripes about it. It has been a bit unreliable. But generally speaking, it's better than it was. And if you want something that gives you a nice PVR so that you can record Freeview and you're up for getting another uh, 100 or 150 hours of extra content automatically downloaded overnight that you can watch over the course of a week, then Top Up's actually not that bad an option. Sounds okay, but how much money? Okay, so it's a subscription service for these extra content. It's £9.99 a month mm-hmm. for content that's not really premium content, it has to be said. But £9.99 a month, if you want to pay that little bit extra. £9.99 or £19.99? £9. £9.99 a month. Oh, that's not as bad as I thought. Okay, carry on. Well, when you consider that Sky's £16.50, but uh, although you do get a lot more channels, this is actually a relatively cheap way of just getting a little bit of extra content over and above Freeview. Sure, okay. Uh, you need to get a set-top box with it. The set-top boxes are between 100 and £150, although we have noticed that Top Up TV are actually selling reconditioned boxes for 50 quid. 50 quid? Do you get a guarantee with that? Yeah, it's a reconditioned box, but you do get a guarantee with it, so not too much to lose there. And it's quite a nice hard disk recorder, a 160 gig hard disk, or you can get a 250 gig one as well. Um, not that bad, but not particularly our favourite. Okay, so what is our favourite at the moment? Well, the alternative is, of course, our good old friend BT Vision. Ah, BT Vision. So what is BT Vision, I hear you ask, Carl? Why would I ask Carl anything? What am I, schizophrenic? Anyway, he doesn't know a thing. So, yeah, what is it? So basically, you get a set-top box, a little bit like the Top Up TV set-top box. It's got a hard disk recorder built in, and that will let you record Freeview programs. It's quite a stylish interface, but where it really comes into its own is the extra content. So with Top Up TV, it was content that you don't particularly want sent down to you overnight, and you've kind of got to wait a day for it to download. What BT offer is on-demand access to films and TV shows over an internet connection. So you do have to have BT broadband. Right. And the set-top box plugs into your broadband connection through your BT Home Hub. Okay. And you get a nice little menu where you can do an on-demand search and watch on-demand without having to wait for it to download movies, sporting events, TV shows. Okay, of your own choice. Of your own choice. Obviously, the collection's a bit limited. It's only got absolutely everything on there. Uh, but it's got a fairly decent-sized collection of movies and TV shows on there. It also has, uh, exclusively to BT Vision, it has um, catch-up TV from BBC, ITV, Channel 4 and 5. So if you've missed a show in the last seven days, you can actually download it on demand on BT Vision, which is really quite nifty. Mm-hmm. Smooth. So we talked about BT Vision uh, in quite a lot of detail back in show number 12, but it's just worth a quick uh, mention of some of the extra TV content that you can get on BT Vision. So you can get, uh, again, these aren't actually channels, this is content from channels. Uh, You get BBC Hits, ITV Player, 4 On Demand, Demand 5, Living TV, E! Exclamation Mark, The Entertainment Channel, HBO, National Geographic, The History Channel, Warner TV, MTV, Paramount Comedy, Discovery On Demand and Adult Swim. Adult Swim, what's that? Uh, yeah, that's sort of weird American cartoons and, and sort of comedy sketches and things. Robot Chicken? Oh, yes. Don't know that one at no. all. No, no. Not very helpful. 
Hey, I'm going to clear you. Uh, so you've got two options with BT Vision. You can either get the box for free if you want to sign up to one of their packages, which can set you back anywhere from £7 a month upwards, or you can go for the box basically um, on a sort of a pay-as-you-watch service where you have to pay 30 quid to get the box, and then every time you watch a programme, you pay on demand. So prices between 59 69 79 99p for an episode of a TV show that you watch. But the cheapest way is to go for something like a £6 a month um, TV package, which gives you access to a lot of these on-demand TV programmes to watch from the back catalogue. So a very, very cost-effective way of doing it. Personally, I think it's much better value than top-up TV, uh, and you can watch stuff on-demand without having to wait 24 hours for stuff to download. Fair enough, but there are other options as well, aren't there? Yeah, it's worth mentioning Satanta Sport. Now, this is only one channel. This is Satanta Sports 1, uh, which is the premier channel for sports from the Satanta service. If you're really into your sport, you're really going to have to look at going with Sky because they do own the majority of all of the the football that's out there. Uh, Such as? Well, from the 2010 football season, Sky is going to be showing pretty much every major Premier League football match. So they have the monopoly? Well, Sky's certainly a big player for football, uh, but their service does come with a price, and of course you've got to get a satellite dish installed. So Satanta's lost out to Sky. Is Satanta worth getting then? Well, it's true that from 2010, Satanta won't have as much premier footy as they once did, but they do have a decent amount of sporting content, other football matches, and a whole bunch of other sports. Okay, like what? Okay, they cover uh, FA Cup matches, England internationals, uh, the Clydesdale Premier League, uh, a lot of PGA golf boxing, rugby, and uh, in the summer they've got the live IPL cricket matches. Okay, so how do I get it? Uh, You can basically get it over the Freeview system. So on channel 34, currently on Freeview, uh, you will find Satanta, but you have to be a subscriber. And there's three ways you can do this. Uh, You actually need a special subscription card. Here is one. There you go. So it's credit card size, and it looks like it's got a little SIM card chip on it. Absolutely. So if you want to subscribe to Satanta, you get a Satanta viewing card. Now, you can slide this into a set-top box. So this will go into something like a top-up TV anytime box. This will go into BT Vision. So you need a subscription card to get hold of these channels. But you might also find you've got an old set-top box with a card slot, or even your TV has a special slot in it that you can insert uh, a subscription card. Right, but that doesn't look like it would fit in it. It looks too thin. Mm. So if you look at the back of some TVs and some set-top boxes, there's a little hole normally covered up with sort of a blanking panel uh, that if you pull it back, there's a hole. Now, this it won't just take this card on its own because the card will just fall in. So you have to be quite careful what you do. But if you have one of these blanking panels, it will be what's called a CI slot. Right, OK. So can we show pictures of this on the website so people can see what you're talking about, both uh, pre and post what you're going through at the moment? Because... Um, I'd be a little bit concerned that I might lose my card in my telly. Yeah, that we can certainly do. So CI is a common interface slot. That's a slot in your TV that actually needs a special adapter. This is an adapter. There we go. Can you just describe that for us, Carl? Well, it's a little bit bigger than uh, a credit card size. And, of course, it has the multi-pin edge. So on one side, it's got a whole series of holes. Uh, and then obviously, you can slot the card inside this. And this, as a whole unit, will slide into the actual side of your telly, I'm guessing. A little bit like these um, these adapter cards you get for small uh, micro SDs. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. So you've got the, the CI slot on your telly, which is this, this empty slot that has a, a hole for this connector to go in. Effectively, this is what's called a CAM, Conditional Access Module. Nice name. Lovely. And that slides in to the CI slot on your telly. And this accepts... Here we go. Let's do it live here. 
Oh, does it accept Barclay card as well? <laughs> so basically what I've done here is I've slid the subscription card, which is like a credit card with a chip and pin thing, into the cam, into this little module, and that will then slide into the back of my telly, and effectively that will give me Satanta Sports on my telly without having to have a set-top box. And how much does this cam thing cost? Cam is about 25 quid. We've got a link on our show notes, which will get you this for 25 quid. Otherwise you can get them from around about 50 quid, but we found a 25 quid one, uh, which we can add a link on our show note to. You're always helpful in a recession, aren't you? Absolutely. And of course you have to subscribe to Satanta, which is normally ten ninety nine a month, which only gets you the Satanta one channel. But we have a nice little offer at the moment where we can get you six months of Satanta on Freeview for half price. Well, that's not bad at all. Hey, you've wrapped that all up rather nicely. What's the time now? Uh, it's several minutes past, exactly. Ooh, you've got one of those. Oh, they're great. I've wanted to look at one of those. Okay, yeah, this is all new and shiny. I like the way it's got two, and one's actually a touch one. Here we go. Mmm, you like? It also does this. We should really talk about it now, I think. Okay, it does this as well. Now there's a bit of technology that actually interests me. God, it really is multifunctional, isn't it? Mmm. It's also got two of those, by the way. It's got one there and one there. That's good. Well, it's a lot better than the old one, isn't it? It's also got this rather annoying thing that keeps doing this. I never understand what you're talking about anyway. No. It also does this. 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 And of course it does this. There you go. In case you wonder what we're talking about, we are talking about the Nintendo DSi, amazing little games console, and we've done an entire unofficial guide to this, which you could find on our website, can't you, Carl? Certainly can. That's www.frequencycast.co.uk forward slash dsi.html for a full in-depth review of the new Nintendo DSi. Fantastic. So what's next? Can we go retro? Hmm, what do you reckon this is? Well, it looks like something out of a 1960s sci-fi. Um, it's metallic silver. Beautiful. Apart from that, it looks pretty pointless. It's almost like uh, an aerial on the back. Something to do with home hub, I should think. Mm, it does look a bit like a wireless router. It's got an aerial on the back and an Ethernet socket. But it's actually the central hub of a home security system we want to give a quick mention to. Ooh, a home security system. So if you remember, back in show 12, all those many, many months ago, we talked about a system from Motorola called HomeSight. Does that ring any bells? Cameras and door sensors and things? Oh, yes, I remember. So, unfortunately, that system's now discontinued. Uh, so you can't get the Motorola a home site anymore but you can get another one and that's what we want to take a quick look at it's called the my home 24 7 starter kit and it comes with this little box here which is the central hub connects to your broadband and it's got a camera that's a motion detector and it's got a little sensor that you stick at the top of the door so when somebody opens your door it triggers a message it's a very very cool little system so it's designed to keep an eye on your house. Now, you may think that's just sort of a security anti-burglary type thing, but it's got a bunch of other uses as well. So, yeah, you can keep an eye on your family uh, while you're away, perhaps. You can also keep an eye on your pets. Your budgie. Yeah, see what your budgie does while you're away at work every day. And also you can do things like keep an eye on your babysitter or your cleaner or whatever. It keeps track of what time doors were open, doors were closed, people were walking about in your house. And obviously the whole security thing, you're away for the weekend, you're on holiday, it'll keep an eye on your house for you. 
So the kit comes with these two items, the, the camera and the door sensor, pretty nifty. You can keep an eye on it from any web browser in the world. Just go to a web address, log in, and you can talk to this little this silver base unit thingy and see what's going on in your house, which is pretty nifty, yeah? Sounds very smooth. We thought we'd give this a little try, so we're going to do an inside broadcast now and get our producer Steve to hit play on this particular piece of audio. Sounds good. Off we go, then. So we're testing out the My Home 247 alarm system and we're at the front door of our house where at the top of the door there's a wireless transmitter stuck securely to the side of the door. On the side of the door itself is a wireless sensor. Now if I open the main front door, okay, that's the door open and I can see a little green light has come on to indicate that the door's open. If I now shut the door, Okay, the light's gone red and then green again. So that indicates that the door has acknowledged an open and a shut signal and sent that onto the controller upstairs. Also by the front door here is a small unit stuck on the wall which says data and status and has room for a key to be pushed against it. If I do that now, okay, it's recognized the key and I have a home and away status button. If I press away, that's now setting the house into away mode, telling it I've used a secure key to uh, arm the alarm system effectively. So the home control unit should now be in alarm mode. Okay, so I've just walked up to the top of the stairs. At the top of the stairs I can see a sensor which is stuck on the wall here. Uh, it's just winking green light at me, which indicates it's detected me. But it's not doing anything with that information. However, when I get to the door of my office, I'm going to open the door of this office. Inside the office is the Panasonic camera that's connected to the internet. When I open the door, the camera should detect my motion. In the same room, I've also got a very loud sounder that comes uh, as an extra for the system. What should happen is I should open the door and it should sound a sounder. Let's just give this a go. So we're outside the office door. Here we go. There you go, that seems to have worked. That was actually... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was a bit louder than I was expecting, and I had to, to pull the uh, main socket out of the wall there to stop them making that racket. But it does seem to have worked, and it does indeed seem to have scared the cat as well. Sorry about that. Um, what I'm going to do now is take a look at my mobile phone in my pocket, because I'm hoping the... Uh... So there we go, that's uh, the second text message it sent me. If I open up my text messages now... It's from my home 247. It says device alert, motion detected, device office main, time 18.30. There you go. Work to treat. Nice one. Oh, there you go. That was a nice little inside broadcast. I didn't know the producer had it in him. You know, pressing that button and everything. <laughs> okay, so that's the basic system covered. You can also add these extra sensors and gizmos. So you can have an extra motion sensors, door window sensors, temperature sensors, water sensors. Nice. So the flood sensor, you can also get pan and tilt cameras, a thermostat and even a special disc recorder to record the video. So it's a really good little system. If you buy all these extras, you can really build up quite a good home home system. You've also got this other clever little thing called macros, which is really nifty. Macros? What does that do? So if one of the sensors is triggered, you can get something else to happen in the house. Like you open the door, it could put the kettle on for you. Oh, that's good. So any intruders get themselves a nice cup of tea before they leave, yeah? Sounds like that automated home on The Simpsons. Do you remember the episode? I do indeed, yeah. Although, there is a, a minor problem here. What happens when they steal the controller, you know, the box with all the info on it? Good question. Well, fortunately, all the photos and all the data is actually held on a secure website. So if somebody does come in and turn the power off or dismantle all your systems and nick all the bits, all those photos of who's done it are actually held securely offline for you, which is quite nice. Also, if somebody does get into your house or trigger off one of these sensors, it can send you an email and a text message, which is quite nifty. Oh, so you can get out of bed and ask them to leave quietly. Absolutely. So how much do you reckon for this system? 
Uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm thinking uh, a couple of hundred. Under a hundred quid. How's that? How much under? One of your pennies. Yeah, it's better than I thought. As ever, links and stuff, including some screenshots of the web interface, up on our website. Sounds fantastic. Frequency cast. Now loading. Interaction. Time now for your emails, texts and calls in our interaction section. First up, Dennis Briscoe has asked us about Freeview HD. When will HD channels be available on Freeview? And will I need a satellite dish? Hi Dennis. Well, no dish is required as Freeview HD will be received via a TV aerial. What you will need though is a Freeview HD receiver, and they're not yet on the market. We can expect four HD channels by the end of 2012, with the first being available in the Granada region by the end of 2009. We've just added a page on Freeview HD to our site. See our show notes. Next, hi to Toby Rustin. He's listening in from the US on a BlackBerry curve. Cool. Hi also to Seiji Hayakura, listening in from Japan. I hope I got that one right. Now he's got in touch after listening to our Nintendo DSi special. Apparently, the lowercase i in DSi stands for the pronoun i, meaning it's more personal. And also, i, as in ouch, I've just jabbed myself in the eye. Or if I'm a pirate, i, and I've got an eye patch on, as it's got cameras. At least, that's what's widely believed in Japan. Oh, thanks for that. Next, hi to a disappointed Adam Child. He's got an iPod Touch and has found that Google Street Maps isn't available on the Touch, just the iPhone. Well, we agree, doesn't make a lot of sense. The only thing we can think of is viewing Google Maps over Wi-Fi isn't great if you're out and about, and therefore out of range of Wi-Fi. Maybe it's something they'll address in the V3 software upgrade due out in the summer. Next, John Payne asked if he can use a Slingbox whilst camping in remote locations using a mobile broadband dongle. Yes, no need to worry. Slingbox does work over a mobile internet connection, although be very careful of the costs. Let's say you were lucky enough to get a 500 kbps connection to watch your TV. Around four hours of telly would eat up one gigabyte of your download allowance, and some of these mobile dongles are quite restrictive on monthly downloads. Ouch, that's like another sharp poke in the eye. Next, Peter Jones wants to know how to switch off the SMS to speech service on his phone line so he can read text on his BT Relate phone or on his NetGem iPlayer. Hi Peter, you're referring to BT Text, a service not known to many. If you send a text to a BT landline, it will be converted to speech. If you want to turn this service off, you can do so using an automatic service on 0800 587 5252 from your BT landline and follow the curfew prompt. Andrew Wilkin asks, I have a BT Home Hub and a Nokia N95. I want to use BT OpenZone to connect to other people's wireless networks. When I tried, my Nokia said, please enter your telephone number, but the page only has space for a username and password. Any ideas? Hi Andrew, I'm guessing you're with O2. They have a special deal that allows users of some of their handsets, notably the iPhone, to access BT OpenZone using just a mobile phone number. If you're being prompted for a username and password, I'd try entering your BT Broadband username and password. Oh yes, and a quick wave out to Keith Rowcliffe. He's done us a major favour. We blogged recently about the Griffin Navigate, which is this gadget here, and I said we'd give a mention out on the show for the first person that got in touch and told us where we could buy one. What's that, a Griffin? What's it called? It's called a Griffin Navigate. There you can see it plugged into my iPhone. It's got frequency cast, 12 March uh, update, yes, um, so it's telling me what it is. It's not, that's a nice little screen actually on it, I like that. So what this is, is it's a remote control start, stop, fast forward, rewind for your iPhone, but it's also got an FM radio in it, so you can add FM radio to iPods and iTouches. Nice touch. 
uh, is that already up on the show notes? Uh, if it isn't, we'll make sure it is. Show 39. Go on, off you go. Also, we want to say a special hi to the Gadget Show's John Bentley. Oh, my favourite John, yeah. So underrated. We've heard a rumour that John is an avid listener of Frequency Cast. Great to have you aboard. And I'm an avid watcher of him. Indeed. And now we have an apology from Raymond Okonski. He pointed out that in the last show, I said that a USB dongle was made by 3G, when I should have said 3, mixing my tech and my nets up there. Don't. He also says that there aren't enough time checks in the show. Well, it's coming up for time to hear from Pete again. Thanks. Just time to hear from Alan Charles. He's been in touch about Top Up TV. He has a Luxor box and says it's not that bad. A few glitches here and there, but at least it's better than his old Thompson. He mentioned software stability and upgrades, and that prompts us just to quickly make mention of the fact that there was a software update done for top-up TV boxes at the end of March, adding support for Freeview Plus and reportedly improving stability, although the favourites feature has been removed and annoyed a few of our listeners. Are we finished, or have you got some more emails or letters in your man bag, Pete? You leave my man bag out of it. Uh, We've got a quick rant that we'll just read out here from a Keith Richardson. He says, when are we going to get rid of the hours and hours of BBC previews and get some decent programmes on HD? Not children's programmes or talk shows, but nature programmes, films, etc. Freesat started off with big promises, but now nothing else. Come on, Freesat, let's get some HD programmes. Good shows, not cooking, buying homes or celebrities, but adventures, plays, films and sports. That's from Keith Richardson. Thank you, Keith. Well, we're here. Final thing to mention, we've had a little bit of a refresh of our website. Very nice, isn't it? It's nice and clean, yes. You've polished the corners, the webs have all gone, and the dog-eared corners are done. Yes, a little bit of a spring clean on the website by popular demand, so do take a look at FrequencyCast.co.uk and let us know if you like the new look. And also, remember, tell your mates. Well, that's all of your emails and your texts, etc. and so forth. But don't run away, my little friends. Oh, no, don't run away. Because we have a competition coming up. Frequency cast. Shutdown in progress. Well, that's all for this show, Show 39. For links and more on what we've covered today, check out our show notes. While you're there, click the Add Us to iTunes button. Our web address is www.frequencycast.co.uk. If you have a comment or question, you can leave us a voicemail message on 0208 133 4567. If you're on the move, you can text us on 07882 043 521. You can also email us via our site or discuss today's topics in our forum. Just time for a quick competition. Now, if you fancy winning a frequency cast fridge magnet, tell us what you'd be doing if you were watching Sky Channel 242. The best answer we receive before show 40 wins. Good luck. And we'll catch you on the next show. Remember to rate us on iTunes. And please, spread the word. Frequency cast. Shut down.